I know, I know. It's crazy. Um, yeah, hmm. so if you haven't been keeping up with the Instagram, you may have noticed that last week we were just MIA. Yes. What's up with that, boys? Um, um, I don't know what's up with that. So, no, actually, I mean, I that the, the it, there's a couple of reasons, right? One, your, your old man Brent's falling apart and they had to <laughs> slice open my gums and sew them back together. Um, oh my I, I, had, God. I had gum surgery, like a real old person. <laughs> and, oh, I didn't hear about this. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's real fun. Yeah, that's, my, that's the real reason we didn't record last week. Yeah, and it still feels oh. weird, not gonna lie. Still healing a little bit, so... If I sound like I'm spitting on the microphone more than normal, it's because I probably am. Yo, um, Brent, he's <laughs> yeah, spitting on the mic. I spit Brent's that. Brent spitting straight Rhymes? fire. <laughs> I'm not a rapper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that 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 was kind of like the immediate reason. But also, in case you didn't hear, we're we made we made a little we had a little powwow with the Boggle Boys, and we came to the decision to go to biweekly instead of every week. Yes, at least for now at least, at least for now yeah it's 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 getting tricky with you know work schedules and mm. life schedules and the fact that we literally are paying to put this shit out on the internet <laughs> for you guys to listen to yeah and yeah. it's it's getting increasingly more difficult to keep up with a weekly schedule at the moment um that's not to say we'll never go back to a weekly schedule if things change but for the time mm. being it's just it's getting a little unsustainable yeah. for our bigger boggle boys to be <laughs> You know, spending hours researching and trying to get yeah. an episode to you or guys every week. So it's mm. um, you know, but like it's 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 also because it'll give us um more time to research. Yeah, too. exactly. Um, which may mean I don't want to you know like I don't want to say anything that's not going to come to fruition. But I was like, oh, since we have more time to research, we could have a lot more research. <laughs> Um, have more two parters, and mm. so like I feel like some yeah. months it's not going to be it's not going to be every other like because sometimes we'll have two parters, and when we have two parters, we can just release them, you know, one after yeah uh, another, and uh, and then those months we'll have we'll have more, but uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's just a bit to uh, higher quality pod. Yeah, you know, like yeah, I mean, it was starting to feel like we were doing research, and then you know, in the beginning, it was like. Ah, now I can sit back for two or three weeks and wait till my next turn. And then, like, it progressively got more and more like, ah, and crap, I have to do my research again. And it's already been three weeks. <laughs> yeah. What is happening? Yeah, it was like a sort of thing I know with myself at times where it'd be like the day of, and it's like, I have been so busy. I literally have not had time to research a single thing. What am I talking yeah. about today? And it's <laughs> yeah. been, you know, I'd get up, you know, sometimes really early so I could spend time in the morning and then in the mm -hmm. afternoon after work doing research right up until we're recording. And it's it's not like yeah. the most ideal way to come into a podcast. Yeah. And in the early days, it was a lot easier because we were talking about things we already were knew about for the most yeah. part. We're yeah, just like, we these are things we're stuff. already interested in or I've already spent a lot of time reading or watching videos about and we're just going to talk mm. about it now. But, you know, there's, there's only so many things you can be interested in i guess uh when you do a podcast <laughs> where every single week is a new topic you know yeah so yeah i kind of just got to the point where it was like all right well if we're gonna keep doing trying to maintain the level of quality research that we try to bring to every episode then uh mm -hmm. we might need to give ourselves a little bit of a break and give some more padding time for us to do that and maybe some Paddington. Maybe we'll read a couple Paddington books in between. <laughs> Who knows? You know, there's a lot of different directions this podcast. Maybe some Paddington. Uh, we can watch those some, movies. the Batman. 
are apparently very good really are apparently really good yeah um, which is weird because they seem like the goofiest things ever. What, which, you don't think it's weird yeah. that a, a, a little bear in a raincoat from South America coming to England and just teaching them the ways of just being a good person is weird? It's so, it's, I, I it's, it's, it, it's gotta be one of, it's one of those things where it has to, it, it must just know exactly what movie it is. Yeah, um, and, and like, because, the, and like the political messages are like weirdly like woke and like, Socialist. <laughs> it's very strange. It works, but yeah. it's very. It's... Well, Pad- isn't like Paddington Two is like is like prison abolitionist. Or yeah, basically. Isn't it? No, it like, literally is. is it's... <laughs> but also like yeah. a sweet children's yeah. movie. It's, yeah, it's he's a got very that cute balance. little like he's got that like cute little like like pink jumpsuit on in that movie. Like it's adorable. I know. It's so it's so so weird. Also, that movie, Promising Young Women, Woman, um, which at fir- based on the trailers, I wrote it off as like as like um like revenge like fantasy revenge porn or mm-hmm. something like date rape revenge porn um but it got a best picture nom and so uh-huh. i'm like i'm like oh maybe i i should need to watch it because i was like i i was like either i it, it, that's one of those movies that it's like i'm not someone it's like oh i'm not someone who needs to see that movie it's like i'm not like it's it, it's either i'm not someone who needs to see that kind of movie because it's like a baseline movie for like meant for like people to like like watch it and be like yeah this is a reality or it's 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 if you initially see it and don't think you need to see it you are one of the people who needs to you know what i mean yeah 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 yeah, yeah. um and so i think now because it got the best picture nom i think it and, and since i initially was like oh i don't need to see that movie i think now i do need to see the movie mm. Mm. Um, can, I, can i just say real quick sorry to interrupt mm-hmm. <laughs> yes Brent swearing, rocking the new pink <laughs> flannel. Is that Fish looking? Yeah, good. yeah, yeah. It looks good. It is a nice shirt. Thank you. Got a little bit of an on button on the top. Thanks, Handsome boys. Brent is back. Yeah, that Handsome chest hair is popping is out. I didn't realize my top button was undone, but you know we're just gonna go with it, Jeff Goldblum we style. Just went from three layers to two layers. Get a little steamy Brent. here in the in this <laughs> old dude. All right, we just, about- we just talked about Paddington. Brent is is. <laughs> taking his padding off. It gives me the vapors that padding did talk. We're we're padding talk is what we're doing. Yeah, we're padding this episode out for you. We miss each other. It's been two weeks. We miss each other. I know. We haven't talked to each other in a while. I have have mystery chickens in my yard. Me and my brother got home. Me and my brother got home and I see that there are chickens in... We have... So, like, we have a fence. We have a coop and then a fenced in area around the coop that that we let our chickens out into. Um, And that's right next to the uh like a garden fenced area um <clears throat> and so the chickens can't get into the garden fenced area and uh i see like there's chickens in there and i'm like <clears throat> oh the chickens got out into there because sometimes they can hop over the fence and um and then i'm like <clears throat> wait those are the i was like that's the white chicken that's not wait there i'm like wait there are four i'm like we don't have any white chickens and then i see <laughs> And I'm like, we only have one. We don't have four. And the one white chicken we have is is the, is a, is a silky, so she's very small and very like fluffy. Mm, yeah. um, and these are like regular size, like pure white chickens. And there's also like this new like small coop that I assume was the coop that they came from. That somebody yeah. I don't know. I assume my dad got it from a friend or someone, and, and maybe uh, we're holding, maybe we're watching them. 
for someone. I don't know. At this point, I have no answers. Dude, yes. maybe it was oh. the Muppet. Maybe it was the Muppet chickens. You know, the ones from like the Muppets. Maybe, maybe it's like they just wandered like into your yard. Yeah, maybe it's like yeah, viral marketing for the relaunch of White Hen, which was a <laughs> <laughs> which was a convenience store from New England from when I was a kid that doesn't exist anymore. And I used to get. I thought oh, it was White. No, White Dove. Isn't that White, white Dove? No, White Hen. It, maybe that was more of a sou- Southern New England thing, and there was only a couple yeah. of them. There was like three where I grew up, and all I remember is that I used to go there with my dad and i'd get the purple package skittles because i was like the only place that had oh. purple package skittles which is all the wild berries so you know good stuff <laughs> i thought but no it was <laughs> white hen it totally was yeah white yeah hen. Totally. one down the oh, street wow. from my house yeah before i um... so it's fire marketing is what i'm saying <laughs> yeah there yeah maybe i needed to look closer and they have white hen written on them or there's a logo on the other side they of got them. a nice like rebrands you know new logo yeah yeah it's very I simplistic know, they're like yeah we're trying to get yeah. we're trying to do a grassroots movement here <laughs> um but before I saw the coop, I was like, I, I my initial thought was that somebody else's chickens, like a neighbor or something's chickens had escaped mm. yeah. and had come to my chickens. I don't know, because I thought they were, you know, maybe they were interested or whatever. And then, I, but, but I was like, I don't know. They must, I don't know. I don't know. Crazy, crazy developments in, that in, is very in, strange in, in the life, but uh, we're not talking about chickens or handsome Brent or movies. Uh, yeah. You we're know, not. I don't know. Who, who I, it's starting is to feel like, is, starting to feel like a real, is, real Sophie's I mean, choice here. So what wait, we wait. talk about? Everyone, everyone who's listening to me right now, including you two boys and everyone listening. Okay. Um, if, just forget what I said. I have a better segue. I have a better segue. Okay. 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 Let's just rewind a little bit. <laughs> um. Oh my god. Oh my god. Um. Bobby, is there any? What's the is there any reason why we shouldn't keep, you know, just rambling on? What's the what what's the ethical responsibility that we have to and uh. to, 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 to talk about the topic that we promised our viewers or just keep rambling on tangents, Bobby? Wow. Wow. What what a segue. <laughs> Honestly. It's like that it's just like, that just was so beautifully I know, smoothly transitioned. I know, all that other stuff before, guys. It was so, like, gyroscopically, you know, yeah. balanced. <laughs> what a segue. I know. Oh, what man. A <laughs> what a subway? Subways, trains, trolleys. Oh, my God. If only we had... Oh, that was good segue. <laughs> nice. Okay, you, that, that, that was legit good. Like, I respect it. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. We haven't even introduced ourselves. No, we don't even know who we are. Uh, who, who are we in this world? I've, I'll never know who I am, honestly. That's And that's my burden um, to bear. <laughs> <laughs> I am your juxtaposed J, Jack. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm just going yeah, that, to go good. with that one. I feel like that's I've good. used it before. Uh, yeah, I actually weirdly didn't pick one for this one. I know. I, good, I never it's do. It's a good word. I'm I really your, am a fan of juxtaposition. Beguiled be Brent? Oh! Does nice. that work? I don't know. 10 out of 10. I, there was a movie mm. called The Beguiled th- mm. that... It happens. Beguiled. Sob. <laughs> beguiled means beguiled means like confused, doesn't okay. it? I I don't or like or like aw, or like awestruck. Something like that, but I don't actually know. My mm-hmm. SAT prep has failed me, you know, here I some think it, I'm gonna look, sixteen I'm gonna years look later. <laughs> okay. I am your better person B, Bobby. Because we're all trying to be better people, right? In this mm. world, debatable. isn't that the goal? Debatable. Oh, okay, it's not confused. <laughs> Beguile is to charm or enchant, sometimes in a deceptive way. Oh, okay. Oh, um, what are you tracks. saying, Brent? In a literary term, it means help time pass pleasantly. In a cinematic term, it's a movie starring Kirsten Dunst, Elle Fanning, and Nicole Kidman. <laughs> the Beguiler. Set in, um, <laughs> I think, Victorian England, because like I don't know. 
why I feel like every couple of years you need a Victorian England movie yeah. with all the famous actresses of the time in it. It sounds like a Nicole Kidman thing to have. No, at, at the Oscars, it's always you know, it's always a, 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 a wild card movie. It's always uh, a, you know, Oscar bait movie. It's mm. always uh, a, a period piece X. Um, you know, really great artsy foreign film, uh, sure. and then yeah, wild card number two. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's it. That's, that's every, every best every picture time, now. except for this. Pa- except for these most recent noms, because um, kind of a stanker year for movies. Yeah, so kind of a well, stanker year for the. Oscars. Not a lot of movies actually came out this year, so it's kind of like kind of slim pickings. You know, a lot of a lot of slim pickings. Yeah, you know, like so you could you know. say that the Academy had to make a moral decision. An ethical yes. decision. Mm. Wow, another great segue. Yes. Honestly, <laughs> you're, you're gonna need. Yeah, honestly, Bobby, load them up. You're gonna need a lot of them tonight. I, mean, I feel I'm like. Just yeah, keep, I know, right? I'm just gonna keep segueing until we get to the G dang topic. Yeah, is it really a good segue if we never get to the topic? Then mm. it's not uh, really a segue. The at quality that point. of the segue is independent of the quality honestly, of the host being segued too. Honestly, like the segues have been so Robert. good that they're actually causing more tangents. <laughs> <laughs> We're just so impressed too- by this segue that we have to yeah, we're talking about good. we're talking about the trolley problem. We're talking about the trolley. There you go, issue. Jack. Way to way to just like punch it right in there. Bobby, what is the Someone trolley had to step issue? Up. Well, the trolley problem is an interesting concept and and I'm really glad we're talking about it today because this is more of a open discussion kind of thing. Mm. So, if you have never heard of the trolley problem, uh it's basically that there is a running trolley barreling down the railway tracks and ahead on the tracks there are five people tied up and unable to move the trolley is headed straight for them it brent what the <laughs> heck did you just send in the group chat i just searched oh the word God. trolley and then that came up <laughs> so i was like okay sure <laughs> it's a trolley eating cupcakes <laughs> yeah okay stuff. so 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 we you know, you're also, you're also with me, right? So yeah, head on the tracks, you. there's a there's a trolley going. It's unable to stop, and there's five people tied up on the tracks, unable to move. Now the trolley is headed straight for those five people. You are standing some distance off in the train yard next to a lever. If you pull this lever, the trolley will switch to a different set of tracks. However, you notice that there is one person on the side track. So you have two options. Either one, do nothing and allow the trolley to kill the five people on the main track. Or two, you can pull the lever, diverting the trolley onto the side track where it will only kill one single person. So let's pose the question for you listeners and you boys. Which is the more ethical option? Or more simply, what is the right thing to do? Here's what I do. I throw the lever because I am judge, jury, and executioner. I am God. <laughs> I can I I can make these decisions. So I throw the lever. Uh, sick. Um, With no regrets. Well, because here, um, I don't think about it. I throw the lever. I throw the lever, and I go, and they and and the person comes up to me and goes, "Oh my God, you saved five people!" And I go, "What? I did." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here's what I do. I just You're keep pulling that lever back it. and forth and what let fate decide. Oh. I know. Just Bobby kidding. pulls out his, his 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 metal D twenty yeah. <laughs> and he's like Um I actually don't know. I think this is a hardcore I don't know. 
Um, do you guys remember when Michael Stevens from Vsauce hosted that show, that uh, YouTube premium show, Mind, Mind Field? Yes. Mind Field? Yes. Um, Mind Freak, that's right. Yep, I remember that one. Yeah, he, he did Michael like street, Mind he did Freak. street magic and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mind, totally. Mind, Mind Freak. Yeah, um, so, so you were going to say the episode where he walked across the water? Mm, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Or when he made an entire the, room the, of people disappear. You guys ever seen the parody video where he's like, he's like, where's the, he's like, where's your orange soda? And he's like, I don't, I, what do you mean? He's like, take a sip from your orange soda. And he takes a sip and he's like, oh my God, my orange soda is empty. And he's like, where is it? <laughs> and then he's like, are you peeing your pants? And he's like, no, that's orange soda. That's your orange soda. And he's like, I think you're just peeing your pants. <laughs> Dude, I, I feel like you don't even need a parody video to make a Chris Angel a parody, though, because like it's so Chris good. Angel himself as a parody. I, I thought it was the real. I thought it was real for a long time. I thought it was really Chris Angel. Oh, uh, I didn't. Uh, oh, you mean they that like they like one? yeah yeah that parody video. They make more videos where he like sends him back in time. He, I, he's like, I was in dinosaur times. <laughs> look up. Oh, I don't man. know. Look up Chris Angel. Mind freak. Is but, he still like around? Uh, Is he still doing shit? Yeah. Chris Angel. The last yeah, he goes I in saw the, he, him, he freezes himself every once in a while <laughs> in the ice. The, the last I saw of him, he like he like removed a man's like torso anyway, from his legs. <laughs> Stop. And what and I was saying? like, it was like his one of his latest videos, and I was oh, like, he, like, he just doesn't even into, care anymore. He's into um, he's into like swallowing frogs. Oh, of course that's he cool. Is. I thought you were gonna say he was like into frogs. QAnon or something because that and, like, that feels like it would also be possible. <laughs> and he like keeps them in his throat and then like regurgitates them. Oh, yeah, it sounds like Chris Angel. There was this dude who would drink sugar water and he would regurgitate dry sugar. Really? Anyway, cool. Mindfield, Mindfield actually did this. They they did this. They they were like, "Hey, we're going to have people come in and do and 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 try to test out a new like, I don't know, some sort of like new uh control method. I forget. It was some sort there was a guise of some sort. Uh and they were like, and, and, and some reason for them, for them to reasonably be explained like, oh, so like here, so here's the control room. Uh, here are uh, all the monitors. Here's where you can see everything. Uh, these buttons control these tracks and all that. Um, and uh, they were, and so then they had pre-recorded videos of people walking on the tracks to make, to, to make it look like. Uh, you know, they were being threatened by the train and they had the people um, decide to, to whether or not to. It wasn't people tied up on the tracks. It was workers who were walking on the tracks. Yeah, and, they just didn't was, see the train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they had like ear, ear they had like headphones in or something or it was like a group of people. And so they like and, and I think everyone chose to divert it to the one person. Oh, so what the way it was, <clears throat> I just actually watched it before we started recording. Or maybe it wasn't I, I everyone, refresh. but. It was, Some it people was did, two of, for sure. So I think there was like something like 10 test subjects, and out of the 10, only like two people flipped the switch. Oh, I thought it was everyone. No, it was the first person and like the last person that they showed. And the people that actually flipped the switch, when they did it, like they waited until the very last second, and they were shaking so much. I think one of the uh, interesting things about that is, you know, afterwards, after that that experiment was put into actual practice... A lot of the people were like kind of traumatized after and um 
you know, they, they went to like an ethics board and stuff to like make sure that like this was like ethically like, you know, acceptable because you can really screw somebody up by making them believe that they just killed five people. Now, most people say that if uh, if they were presented with this situation, they would actually pull the switch because you're mm-hmm. saving six families instead of one family, you know, the, tr- right. the trouble of, mm-hmm. of losing somebody. Um, so, so the question is, which is more ethical? Now, it's a, this is why it's been such an interesting thought experiment because there really is like, it's hard to kind of come up with what the right answer is. You know, what you want to say is you, the more lives you save, uh, the better your choices. But let me throw a little bit of a curveball in here. What if the one person on the sidetrack is a friend or a family member? Yeah. I was going to say, change or, anything for you? or what if the one person is um, a single parent of 10 uh, yes. who has, you know, their parents whose parents are in are in the hospital mm-hmm. uh, and the five people all are all five uh, live alone, have no family, no pets. Um, you know, it's like yeah. it's 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 such and it's like um uh uh, imp- uh oh since I will always have imperfect information uh, I will never make a decision that's what mm. I'm gonna say <laughs> yeah I mean it's it's we're gonna get into the ethics uh, the the ethical question of like what is morality and what and who decides what is moral and what is not moral uh, the answer is obviously Jack and who is God <laughs> I am God um, I am I am moral I am right. He is the the uh, he is the comparison. What I remember, like, what was a Lord Stephen Christ video where he was like, you know, I am the rule. I am minority. I am the standard. I am the standard. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> yes. Oh man. So so the tro- the trolley problem has been the subject of many surveys in which about ninety percent of rep- of respondents have chosen to kill the one and save the five. So kill the one, save the five. <laughs> so if if the situation is smodified to where the one sacrificed for the five was a relative or a partner, the res- the respondents were much less likely to sacrifice the one life. So again, relativity is important mm-hmm. in this. A 2009 survey by David Borget uh, and David Ch- Chalmers showed that 69.9 of professional mm-hmm. philosophers nice would switch <laughs> sacrifice the one to save five lives in the case of the trolley problem eight percent would not switch and the remaining 24 percent had another view or could not answer of course they did so um, yeah so I I, I, I I don't know it's so i think i think the main it comes down to like i think i think the the ultimate basis of the question is at what point is actively intervening in the fate of someone's life 
I wait. You thought I'm just you gonna, made me so nervous. I'm just I was gonna like, sit oh, there. I'm fuck. just gonna sit there. For, there's a peek behind the curtain I for anyone this. listening to this right now. My computer literally <laughs> shit the bed halfway through this recording, and so I just thought it happened again. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me right now. Jack just froze. Man, that go, was, go, that was go, great. go, 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 <laughs> go. <laughs> um, actively, uh, actively intervening. Uh, uh, it, at what point is it worth actively intervening into into in, into deciding the fate of someone? Mm-hmm. You know, the the outcome of someone's life, uh, one or many, mm-hmm. um, in any yeah in in, in any capacity. Um, and by not acting, are you also intervening though? Because by not doing anything, you're saying you know it's the people who didn't do anything were like there was too much pressure. I didn't want to be responsible for the death of anybody so i just let fate do its thing and what if as if i weren't in the room but at that point by not flipping the switch you are kind of in a way actively killing five people by not flipping the switch do you have a legal responsibility to help other people I mean, if the police don't, then why should I? I don't know. (laughs) Um, I mean, seriously. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Because the police, yeah, the police technically don't. Um, (laughs) Unless they're a relative. (laughs) Yeah, actually. No, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, that reminded me of the article I read about that, where it was like, um, only if you are in a scenario where you are... Wasn't it like the police caused it, or or you are related? Yeah, either you caused it, or you are, um, like, like responsible for that person. Like a parent has a legal responsibility to their child. Uh, A a guardian has a legal responsibility to to I don't know what the word for it. Their guardie. I think I think ward is technically the word. (laughs) Guardiate. Their ward. Yeah, that's it. Their ward. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of an antiquated term, but I think that I think that is the technical term. No, I I actually do believe you're Um, correct. It's just one of those words. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they like I have like a legal response like you have a legal responsibility to like your family I think yeah. to like like to, to like I would to my siblings and, and parents and stuff um, to help them um, as long as it wouldn't it like and 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 and, and that's the thing is um, is is it 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 it, it, it isn't like if somebody fell through the ice you have to go get them that's not yeah. what that's saying it's it's. Mm-hmm. If it would put yourself in any personal danger, the, the legal obligation is gone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's it's like and, and like like if it's it, it it could mean anything. It could mean like I don't want to climb over barbed wire, you know? Right. Um, I don't want to hurt like my f- my fingu. Yeah. By, <laughs> I don't want to hurt and my like, fingy by pulling the twiggo. And like that's it. That's a that's a that's a dick move. But like you could legally get away with it if you if you want to do that. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I it guess it's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Pulling the trolley though, it's like it, it, it's because you could be like, well, I didn't want to actively like I didn't want to choose. I don't know. It'd be interesting. I wonder if it. I wonder if this issue, if if an, if if a scenario like this has ever come up in a court case. Mm, I'm sure. I'm sure that something like this has happened in some sense, like some related kind of way. Uh, but what is interesting about this video that you mentioned, Jack, is that. It's kind of the first time that we've ever really seen a real life uh, response to the trolley problem. 
And normally it's just kind of a thought experiment, but, you know, bringing it to real life is, is a very, very scary thing. And these people were, you know, almost traumatized and they had to come up with these like really uh, kind of like psychological ways to comfort them afterwards by, you know, having this big screen coming up saying everyone is safe. This was a test. Mm-hmm. And then having you meet the other participants after to try to like let off some steam. But I mean, you having the responsibility for killing people or not killing people, that can be very psychologically damaging. And uh, which again kind of comes into the question of ethics. It's is it even ethical to put someone through this test? And I think that's kind of a uh, yeah. That, honestly, when we're talking about this now, that's kind of the first thing that came to mind for me is like, should they have actually even done it? Yeah, I mean it's it's very interesting, but yeah, I mean even if you know it's not real, that real time experience you're having a feeling that you just killed somebody or yeah. your inaction resulted in someone getting killed. You can't like unring that bell. I don't think. Yeah. I mean, not entirely. So like, you can try to comfort yourself after and like and and try to take a step back and be like, ah, it was a prank. But yeah, yeah you kind of have the experience now. You still going have that, that visceral emotional reaction yeah. to that happening. And even if you find like, oh, okay, well, it wasn't real. You still went through that. Like yeah. you still had yeah. those releases of like you know endorphins or whatever in your brain. Like all these signals like. Mm-hmm this like fight yeah. or flight panic response i mean also in, in like in the real world you know like if we're if we're removing this from its its thought experiment vacuum it's like when i if i'm standing there i'm not 100 percent sure what that what that lever does mm-hmm. um i like I, I i have no i i, I don't know um, I have no idea what the trolley driver is doing. I don't know if the yeah. trolley driver needs that lever in that position. I have no, like... Right, like, well, the, the bystander effect kind of comes into play here. It's like, oh, well, you know, someone else probably made made sure this would never happen. Yeah. And there's probably the, protocols the, for this. If the trolley driver leaned out the window, right, and said, yeah. pull that lever, or some... Like, not even the trolley driver. If somebody, like, if somebody else was like, pull the lever... Yeah. Um, I think I pr- in that like in the heat of the moment I probably would. Yeah. Um, yeah. Me too. Uh, but without it, would you do? Would you? Yeah. Pull but the without lever? without me by myself, without anyone yelling at me to pull the lever, yeah. I, I I I I like legitimately. I think I have to say I would have to be in that scenario to figure out that yeah. answer. It, it's so you hard really to really know. say because you know in like smaller scales, I've found myself in situations where like you know the bystander effect that Bobby just brought up and we did an episode about that. Go check that one out. But um, I have found myself in multiple scenarios where that sort of effect could take place and I have come down multiple ways. There have been times where I froze and didn't do anything and in other scenarios there are times where I just jumped into action and did something, you know? You know, like... Like when you I, saw I that know, truck like, flip over and 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 you yeah, called yeah, the cops. Yeah, like I went immediately called the you know nine one one and did all that and even I was the first person there and I was just like, all right, I, I guess I, this is on me. I yeah, gotta yeah. call nine one one and take care of this shit. And then there was a time when I, I mentioned in that episode, but go listen to like the full story where I was a kid on a school bus and a tree was falling down and I just watched it yeah. happen until it hit our bus and almost <laughs> cut it in half. Yeah. It was insane. 
but I could have like, but you know, said something. But I, you know, I was a little scared, little child, yeah. bitch boy, and just watched it happen. Yeah. But maybe that experience, maybe that experience made you more likely to act upon the next time you you were faced with that. I situation, guess, but you know, you know I, I feel like this these sort of things happen like constantly throughout your life, yeah. where you're you're yourself, a moment is sprung upon you, mm. and you either act or you just freeze and don't do anything. Mm, and yeah. many times in my life, I've it's gone it yeah. you know yeah. for whatever reason in that moment it went one way or the other you know i can't say i've been perfectly consistent i always act or i always freeze you well know? that's it's that's like, the essence of the fight or flight you know it's like yeah it's 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 ingrained inside of us to not make not be able to make that decision easily like we kind of mm-hmm. have to we either do it or we don't and that and the, the in between is what anxiety is basically and yeah. you kind of feel this well, have you fr- ever, like, fear of freezing Mm. Have you ever, um... Have you ever met a girl that you tried to date? <laughs> Sorry. No. Never. I, I, actually, uh, I haven't. <laughs> I, that's never happened. Um, Same. I don't leave my basement. <laughs> so... <laughs> no. Um, no, no. Have you ever, like, made a decision and then during... And after, you're like, you immediately rationalize to yourself and, and, and like, you know, um, uh, sort of like Schrodinger's cat, you know, the, the realities collapse and you, and you realize that, that, that is the, the worst of the two decisions. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, um, and, and, and not even something, not even something like big. I mean, like you're on a hike, right. And you come across like a patch of water in the trail and now you need to figure out how to get through and you're like, okay, do I go over the rocks or do I see how deep the mud is? Mm -hmm. um you know and you're like oh i just happened to like and it's like if you you know it's like oh the the rocks could be wiggly or the mud could be a few inches deep and then it's going to get up into up on your boot up through into Mm -hmm. your mesh of your boot so it's like it's like it's like just like little stuff like that and then you're like i don't know why i did that i i wasn't thinking (laughs) yeah and it's oh so many times i'll be like yeah. cooking something and be like i don't know is this is this cooked all the way through and i'll like i could go get a fork jab <laughs> it and pull it out of the pan or i could stick my hand right in there and try yeah. to grab it but yeah. it'll be fine yeah. i can get it and not burn myself I'm like oh why no, did i do that nope why? <laughs> or like a uh, like a risky yellow where you're mm. like yeah. you're going up to yeah. the yellow and you're like you're yeah. like you're like do i stop do i stop and then you're like oh i should stop but you're like oh i can't stop now and then you go and you're like i'm going i'm going i'm going i should have stopped but i'm going oh my God. <laughs> yeah and then there's that times where you try to, <laughs> to like backtrack where you you make a decision and then you feel guilty about it or something like that happened to me a couple months ago i drove by a car that was like parked on the side of the road and i look by and there was a heavy traffic there's a lot of people and I kind of had a little bit of a bystander effect because I looked over and I saw like the person just like this, you know, their head was down and I'm like, oh, should we call 911 to my brother? I'm like, should we call 911? Um, and then we we were like, uh, someone must have done it already. So, you know, we, we just kept driving. But then like the guilt just like poured over me. And like after like 20 seconds, I'm like, we got to turn around. So we turned around and we get there and the person was just like driving away. No problem. Like, okay, there was nothing wrong. Yeah. I, the only time I would ever stop for someone on the side of the road is if like, I see someone like, like, like upset trying to like get someone else to like help them. Like if someone is like clearly trying to get someone to stop and help them, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I would like depend, and obviously depending on like where I'm coming from, where I'm going. Um, but like other than that, unless I like see the accident or like the car's on fire, um, I'm not stopping for someone on yeah. the side of the road like ever. Yeah, no, like it's funny you say that because like there've been times, you know, you know, like I mentioned, like the truck that flipped over that I called nine one one for them. But there was one time like where I literally narrowly avoided an accident and another car got hit like i was going through an intersection and someone ran the red light and they just missed me and then hit a, the car behind oh, me like wow. t-boned them that is like a, I, do i stay yeah and i looked at it i like stopped for a second but then but luckily there happened to be a police officer like right there when it happened and they came mm-hmm. and i was like i guess i'm just gonna go <laughs> just like yeah. yeah but you have that guilt of like oh no but like, i was like I, yeah, I sort of stopped i was like i think i should just should i just leave i yeah. don't know and then yeah. i saw like the lights come on and like someone came over i was like all right well, I know. i'm on the hook baby <laughs> it's like does, <laughs> al- does almost <laughs> getting involved in an accident mean that i need to stop do i like, have a responsibility yeah, there to yeah, yeah, do yeah. something yeah. like i don't know because i witnessed it i saw what happened yeah if, like, almost if, a, a if an of officer it. didn't come would it be a he said she said situation mm-hmm. assuming everyone was okay should I yeah. stay to be like, oh, well, I saw it happen, so I know this person ran the red light, but I'm like, I don't want to yeah. stay. Here's a scenario. <laughs> yeah, here's a, here's, a, here's a simple scenario. Um, if you're like, you like, say you and like, say two people are walking, like you're, you're in a city, right? You're or like, uh, not a city, but you're walking down the street uh, and, and there's someone in front of you and they like finish a soda and toss their bottle on the ground. Um, do you pick it up or say anything to them? And is that different than if you just see a bottle on the ground if no one else is around? If no mm. one else is 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 like if you if you don't see anyone drop it, right? If you see, if you don't mm-hmm. see the litter get there, do you pick you up the pick litter? It up. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. It's a really actually mm. that is a really interesting thought experiment. It's kind of, mm. but I, you know I don't want to make this episode the remember when we had this car crash experience episode but um, <laughs> when I was it was about a year ago and I was out to lunch with my family and we're just like walking out back to our car to like get in the, the car and go home and we just hear this massive just like <laughs> vehicle collision and all you hear right after is <laughs> a baby <laughs> And we're all, everyone just like, oh, that's froze. what that was. And so we're like, yeah, it was supposed to be a baby. No, I was just kidding. <laughs> it was a good baby. <laughs> so we're all like, oh my God, there was a baby in this car and the car's rolling backwards. And so everyone's like, what do we do? And, you know, it was kind of like everyone just froze. And this one lady came running up to the car at full speed and she's like, I'm a nurse. And she went in and I was like, that lady is literally a hero. Um, well, the baby went, ended up being okay and everything was okay, but it was When scary. you have um, training, like I, because I did, I did a lot of Boy Scouts, right? And mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't want to call, obviously that's not training like a nurse has. Um, but it, you know, it's I, something I, though. I got a few merit badges and like, and like, it, 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 it doesn't matter. You, you, you I built a Pinewood Derby car. Yeah, don't you worry always about do it. it. And like, I'm sure you understand this when you, when you, like, if you've ever had to get like CPR certified, cause there's tons of things that you have to be CPR certified for. Yeah. Um, it, it, it like when, when you're training for it, you think about like, I would, I would constantly think about like, um, like, will I ever have to use, CPR. Will I ever yeah. have to? Will I ever have to tr- like be doing Ugh. chest compressions on someone? Like legitimately. 
That will is a I scary ever, like, feeling having to do that. Like, will I ever, like, what happens when I get into an accident? Like, what happens when, what happens when I get into an accident, ultimately, and I'm, <laughs> going, I'm going 80 and a 30? Um, no, I, I, don't, <laughs> I, I don't drive like that. Um, and it's, it's, it's like, when it, they're like, I witnessed an accident or I witnessed something, like some accident, you know, just something happened. Yeah. And it's like, it, first off, am I going to know how to do it right? And second off, like, how am I going to actually react in that? And like, I, I, I think I've thought about it a lot of times. I've thought about it, I think enough that I would like, I, I like to think that I would be able to respond to a scenario because it's like there's a million there's there's an infinite number of scenarios so it's impossible to it's impossible to be prepared for every scenario but you can but you can prepare yourself for the unexpected well this is something that should be taught more in school is as a kid is is how to better deal with the like the fight or flight response like we're never really taught how to deal with that feeling and so we freeze and we're like this is new but if you if you kind of know you know what it's how you are in that situation you might know what better how better to react um right. and it really is an experience thing mostly i think because you oh, can't it's hard it, to recreate that kind of scenario yeah but i guess that that could kind of bring it back around to the subject at hand yeah how does that prepare you then for this scenario where like no matter what yeah. you do something Someone's bad dying. comes out of it well that brings that's a good segue because that brings us into the next <laughs> i got a good segue, you got a great segue. Too. <laughs> yeah. that brings us into the next chapter here which is the problem cool. with the trolley problem Mm. You see what I did there? It's, I got a problem with this gotta, trolley problem. First of all, yeah. what town or city has a trolley anymore yeah. anyway? Yeah, what 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 town or city has a trolley? Have uh, you ever been to sunny San Francisco? I actually don't know if, if they do. you're never going been to San Francisco, Francisco. <laughs> where the trolleys possibly will break. Yeah, I mean, yeah, those the, trolleys the brakes will break. Um, but yeah, there is kind of this uh, belief that this trolley problem is in a little bit of a. I can't talk right now, but. The trolley mm-hmm. problem is kind mm-hmm. of unrealistic and it's hard to digest for anybody. So in a 2014 paper published in the Social and Personality Psychology Compass, researchers criticized the use of the trolley problem, arguing among other things that the scenario it presents is too extreme and unconnected to real life moral situations to be useful or educational. So in Next. other words, they think it's just a big waste of time and you know, some people think that that the trolley problem is just a distraction, uh, and it's a way to talk about ethics without having to deal with the actual ethical problems that we actually face yeah. in the real world that are in front of us every day. And we'll get to that later. That's kind of our third segment. But our second, and some people, yo, go ahead. Brian. And some people think it's just a good setup for a meme on Twitter, where you put some yes. text over one of the rails and then another text over the other one, and it's funny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, it's funny. It's a meme. It's impact an epic, font. It's an epic meme. Uh, so, <laughs> but anyway, and, and shout out to my right now. Shout out to my one of my sister's friends. Show me. There's a. Uh, they do the the trolley problem in that show on Netflix, The Good Place, with. Uh, Kristen Bell or whatever is that her name? Yep. Um, That's the one. Yeah, and it's Kristen Bell, Tony Danza. 
Yeah, her, some uh, other people are in it too. Her her like friend is like an ethics professor, and uh, and they run the trolley scenario in real life, and uh, it's supposedly a simulation. Um, mm-hmm. But it's funny because the guy's like, "What would you do?" And he's like, "He's an ethics professor," and even he's like, "I don't know." And they just hit the people, and blood goes everywhere. <laughs> um, oh, that's really epic and funny. So it's an interesting <laughs> thing. It's an interesting thing. But let's move on to the next segment, which is. What about programming ethics into computers? Because at Listen. some point... Oh, is this the what if a Tesla is barreling down at 20 yeah, miles basically, an hour? It's like it the upgraded to, version. To, and it has to hit a kid or it has to hit a grandma. Pretty much. So so this is like kind of what I want to focus more. Ethics is, uh, equation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. like so, so at some point as artificial intelligence grows, we're going to have to program it to have an ethics meter almost um will we if, though can't we just program it with actions why is stop not an option for the car well you can you know <sighs> well, why, if you're going um, 60 miles an hour and you hit the brakes it takes like i think 150 feet to stop so in every situation there's different then I, solution. I, I lean out Easy the window solution. <laughs> yeah okay and i yell yeah, hit me. i yell quick run 150 feet <laughs> No, it's even easier solution, my guy. Even easier solution. Just put some boosters on that bad boy and just oh, yeah. fucking just leapfrog them. Just leapfrog yeah, them, just baby. Jump right over them. This was made by the military to jump over ravines. <laughs> so that'd be pretty fun. With a, preferably with a with a with a cartoony sproing noise. It's <laughs> And then the grandma goes, and the grandma comically goes. Was the uh, who, 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 yeah? Did you did you adjust the glasses? Did you did you did you say something, dearie? And then and then the person you know behind the car pulls the horn, and some dude takes his glasses off and is like, and, and Tim Allen goes, and Tim Allen goes. You know, cancel culture is just really uh, getting out of hand. Say, oh, no, no. <laughs> Damn it, Tim Allen, you ruined it again. Oh. So, so let's talk about this. So, when just it, go be the Santa Claus again, God. <laughs> stop talking. Just Claus go play the Santa Claus two, three, four, four. Five. They're on the they're on the fourth one now. Wow. They need so, to reboot it and have Tim Allen die like a painful. Oh, no. he, now he's the Santa hey, Claus who dies hey. and is replaced by some other dude. Yeah, like, he's, rep- I don't he's know, replaced Harry Styles by, or He's replaced by a young woke Santa who like de-Christianizes <laughs> it and like makes it and makes it agnostic. Uh, yeah. Harry Styles. Honestly, I think my casting was pretty good. And for it's that. like yeah, it's not Styles about <laughs> celebrating Christ. It's about it's about it's it's a, it's about it's about the spirit of the holiday in the family. Mm-hmm. And you know the messages and stuff, something like that. I don't know some modern day Christmas tale. Oh, we'll work. Listen, honestly, know. Tim Allen. Tim Allen is kind know. of a thumbs down, but you know what? Scott Calvin is the man, so it's okay. Uh, um, so uh, so program as we were talking ethics. about programmed ethics. When a driver slams on the brakes to avoid hitting a pedestrian crossing the road illegally, she's making a moral decision that shifts risk from want the pedestrian to the people in the car. Self-driving cars might soon have to make such an ethical judgment on its own. But settling on a universal moral code for the vehicles could be a thorny task, suggested a survey of 2.3 million people from around the world. The largest ever survey of machine ethics published today in Nature 
finds that many of the moral principles that guide a driver's decisions by vary by country. For example, in a scenario in which some combination of pedestrians and passengers will die in a collision, people from relatively prosperous countries with strong institutions were less likely to spare a pedestrian who stepped into traffic illegally. People who think about machine ethics make it sound like you can come up with a perfect set of rules for robots. And what we show here with data is that there are no universal rules, says Iyad Rahawan. I'd probably butcher um, that. What about Asimov's rules for robots? Asimov's mm. rules for robots? Explain it to me, it, Jack. Explain it to me. Rule number one is thou shalt not harm a human. Oh. And rule number two is... Dude, didn't you watch AI? Come on, bro. Rule number two <laughs> is... Not is, in a while. Not in a while. I think rule number two is is you sh thou is 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 like you 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 robot shall obey any command given to you by a human unless it violates rule number one and the idea the idea is that the rules are structured so that um that the 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 the, the exceptions to the rules are unless it violates any of the previous rules i forget mm. i don't know it's mm. it's like it's so that robots could understand it easily mm. Um, so, and so like, this, I think, I, I, get, think I think number three is you shall not damage yourself. Mm. See, what I want now is like a uh, boys to men version, like song that helped me remember the rules that are like one, don't kill a human being, two, <laughs> always listen to them unless it unless it interferes with rule number one, <laughs> rule number oh, three. Man. Although interestingly, I think rule number three is don't damage yourself, which, um, which by the by the nature of the rules, which would mean if a human ordered the robot to damage itself, it would. Mm, interesting. But if another robot, but the, but but if a human was like, hang up this painting, the robot wouldn't damage itself to do that. Mm, interesting. Uh, um, yeah, that's that's Jack's fun fun time with, with I like it. the rules of robotics. It gave me time to send you this uh, this this. It's been a while since we had that image. segment, so I appreciate it. <laughs> so so I sent you this this thing that will be on the brain bloggled. Chaotic uh, neutral. This is a moral comp. This is the moral compass uh, test. That's me. True. True neutral. And, uh, this is the survey uh, by Chaotic the, the evil the MIT um, scientist, and the survey is called the Moral Machine. And it laid out 13 scenarios in which someone's death was inevitable. Respondents were asked to choose who to spare in situations that involved a mix of variables. Young, old, rich, or poor, more people, or fewer people. People rarely encounter such stark moral dilemmas. And some crit critics question whether scenarios posed in the quiz are relevant to the ethical and practical questions surrounding driverless cars. But the study authors say that the scenarios stand in for the subtle moral decisions that drivers make every day. They argue that the findings reveal cultural nuances that governments and makers of self-driving cars must take into account if they want vehicles to gain public acceptance. So the argument is that from country to country, uh, they may have to be programmed different to not upset the moral kind of compass of that specific place. And uh, yeah, it is really, really intriguing. So as you can see from the chart, um, in southern places, uh, sparing people with 
higher status is more likely um it's sparing and also sparing females and also sparing mm-hmm. females is more likely interestingly enough eastern culture has no remorse for the young <laughs> at <Yeah>. all <laughs> it, like sharp point in like 100% preference for the, for 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 the age which 100% mm-hmm. makes sense cuz the eastern has has very high respect for the elders also yes. mm-hmm. also like sparing um sparing the lawful little spike mm-hmm. there so if you're old and lawful you'll get spared in the east if you're a mm-hmm. high status woman you'll get spared in the south and um if you are in a group and you, if you're in a group of fit people you'll get spared in the west <laughs> yep <laughs> yep or, yeah, or they like, won't well, spare you at all that person is <laughs> or swole a, so yeah, i'll probably or they'll, just or do, they'll nothing. do nothing i don't know that's basically what well the data i think says. you know one of the one of the things that one of the arguments towards sparing the fit is like okay uh well there's not there shouldn't be an argument towards sparing the fit um but it's like you know, I get. I think the thought behind that is, oh, if there's an old person who's very like Bobby's a eugenicist. Yeah, basically, <laughs> there's no argument for any of these things. But that was kind of. Yeah, I was wondering I why spare that was people who there. do squats, bro. Like, I, is this yeah. guy even deadlifting? Come yeah. on. So check out the link I just sent you guys, and we'll put this on the brain bloggled as well. This is an interesting uh, link here. The moral um, machine. I think I've already done called, this. This is the moral machine. So you select what language you have, and then uh, you can start judging different scenarios. Oh yeah, and I so, have already done this. And so it'll pull up these little like these little icon graph scenarios of do you like move the car or do you kill five people? And you can actually uh, tell it what to do, and then it will run the scenario for you, um, and you can. You know, just play around with that, and it's it's interesting because these things happen all the time. Um, so it's a way to kind of test your own morality and see what you value as a as a human being. Um, so that is kind of the uh, segment about autonomous cars. Now, I don't know if this is really that important um, because you know I was speaking with Zach at lunch about this the other day, and um, you know, Zach is, is me and Brent's boss from work and he, he spends a lot of time thinking about autonomous vehicles and, and stuff like that. And he thinks that the further, uh, developed autonomous technology gets, the less likely we will ever be to see these situations because human error won't be in, you know, accounted for here. So, mm-hmm. Human error is often the cause of these situations, but an autonomous vehicle, he argued, would have the foresight to be able to avoid this and also the communication with other cars to be able to avoid this. Now, that's not to say it won't happen, but as autonomy becomes more and more uh, common, it'll become less and less of an issue that accidents will even occur. So I just thought that was kind of an interesting take on it. Um. But yeah, that's kind of what do you what do you guys think about coding morality? Hmm. Um, I think it's uh hard. I think it's real hard. Yeah, because <laughs> it's up to whoever's coding it, isn't it? Yeah. No, you're right. It's it's a good point. I mean, morality, like I said earlier, it is relative. Um, one of the points to kind of uh to kind of 
help illustrate that is uh, animal, you know, what animals we find taboo to eat in different countries is that's like a, a thing that people find a, like a moral, like, oh, of course you should never eat like dogs or horses. But in other parts of the, the world, you know, different countries are like, wow, I cannot believe you eat like that. So, so some Jewish people uh, don't eat pigs or lobster. They find it, you know, against their religion. Um, and please, if I'm wrong at all, listeners, please email me and correct me. Um, people who practice Hinduism don't eat cattle. Uh, the Native Americans forbade the, the eating of dogs. And many people think that kind of translated to our American kind of values at that. Uh, many clans in Africa consider the consumption of fish to be taboo. So something that you know is eaten all over the world in, in one place is taboo. Um, and Americans today don't eat cats, dogs, or horses when that's considered totally normal in other parts of the world. So, I mean, all this to say... Although globally, um, yeah, uh, uh, cats and dogs are getting more taboo to be. It's probably the internet, right? Mm, you got to think yeah. it's like gifts. And yeah, I mean, just the progressive globalization of the world, mm -hmm. and like, so like the the the, the pressure being like the. Re I mean, because it's like in reality, they're all just animals, mm. right? Right, right. Um, but like the outsized pressure to be like, oh, well, all of us say it's bad to eat these animals, so you got to stop. When in reality, mm -hmm. it's like I would eat a dog or a cat, like no joke. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't eat like, and people are always like, what? You would eat your dog? It's like, no, I would not eat my dog. I eat chicken <laughs> like every other day and I have like 10 of them out in my yard right now. Like <laughs> it's, it's, it's. Jack, uh, you're very open-minded with food and I respect the hell out of it. I don't know, dude. It's just, man, if food is food, man. Just eat it. I don't know. <laughs> so, so like all, all that to say, I mean, what is considered to be moral maybe relative to the norm of the culture you were raised in. So, you know, you could have been raised on a different planet where breaking people's legs is a sign of love, you know, something stupid. And it's just, it's a really hard... Other planets, the other planets are just so dumb. Like, what the hell is yeah. wrong with them? <laughs> like, that's so... Stu why would that even be a good thing, Bobby? Like, why do we even care what other planets think? That's so dumb. <laughs> planets can't so think unless... Dumb. So dumb. Unless you're... Kilowog. It's not Kilowog. Oh, who's that Green Lantern who's a planet? Uh, hey, that's a that's a Bobby question. Uh, not a question. I, don't know. I don't know, but I figured out last night that Green Lantern is played by uh, by Mogo. the Hal Jordan no, version. Come on, Mogo, no, Mogo, no. Mogo, Nathan Fillion in in a lot of the DC movies. I was like, why does Hal Jordan sound so familiar? Oh, are you he's watching like, the DC animated movies? Yeah, for like the seven hundredth yeah. time. But yeah, he's uh, he's like, I don't know what to do, and I'm like, is that Nathan Fillion? <laughs> It doesn't sound like Nathan Fillion. No, at well, all. I can't do a Nathan <laughs> Fillion, Brent. You know this about yeah. me. Nathan Fillion. Yeah. It just sounds like little finger. <laughs> Why is he little finger? He's little finger. Nathan Fillion. He's not. I'm confused. He's not. Sanja. Lady Sanja. I'm sorry. I'm a bit confused. We could. Sanja, please uh, kill me before the show goes completely yeah. off the rails. Yeah, Sanja. no, honestly, honestly, let's. Sanja, so, I have to show up for season eight. So I'm curious to hear what your thoughts, thoughts are listeners so feel free to on season nine of game of thrones how many seasons were there, <laughs> there 20 yeah so feel free to email us at brainboggled uh, podcast at gmail.com 
go check out that brain boggle because I really want to hear your thoughts on on this and, and what you think. Because if there's anything I've learned from this episode, it's that I feel like there's not really a right and wrong to the, these questions. It's just kind of what do you think? There and is no right and there is no wrong. Except for good, season dude, eight honestly. of Game of Thrones, which is clearly wrong. Yeah, so, that's true. That's other true. than that, season we can all agree. The Game of Thrones was mm. very billions and billions. <laughs> of you really do do a good uh, a, a good uh, Carl Sagan. Sagan. Wow. Carl Sagan. Billions I almost said Carl Weathers. <laughs> Carl Weezer. Heck, you got a stew going. You got a stew going. I also do a good Carl Weezer. <laughs> hey, Jimmy, is your mom home? <laughs> hey, Jimmy, could I... Hey, Jimmy. Are you going to finish that croissant? Speaking of DC uh, voice actors, did you know Michael B. Jordan played Cyborg in uh, Flashpoint Paradox? Yeah, did you know it's weird because the cyborg voice actor changed from the old cyborg voice actor, but the old cyborg voice actor is now just the 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 the, the black lightning voice actor and the other like black character voice actor. Like he just does all the other character black characters, but he just doesn't <laughs> do cyborg anymore. That's weird. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know, man. That's strange. That's strange. I guess they didn't want him anymore. I guess but, not. Uh, well, uh, you know, you know, while we're on the topic of DC, uh, before we wrap this up. I do want to bring up an interesting uh, kind of thing that, that you know, Batman related, as as dumb as it is. Something that I always thought about with Batman that was interesting is, you know, Batman has a no-kill rule, and he would never, ever kill the Joker. Um, but in, in The Dark Knight Returns, he, he says at the end of the movie, he's like, all the lives that I have, all the people I've murdered by letting you live. And so, you know... Because Batman doesn't kill the Joker, he is actually murdering hundreds and hundreds of people, uh, possibly thousands, millions of people. By not murdering uh, the Joker, he's killing people, and so I don't know. It's just it's kind of an interesting thing, Master Bruce. Hey, my God, some people just want to watch the podcast end. I know, I agree. (laughs) So, so thank you so much for listening. It's plug time. Let's wrap this Get up before we plugs. listen before to me. we go um, listen on to a me. trolley listen to and podcast. That's runaway plugging. Real. Listen to the podcast. Don't listen to anything else. Don't listen to the news. Don't listen to Spotify. Don't, Don't listen, listen to, to nature. Your parents. Um, yeah. Only listen to us. Uh, exactly. Don't listen to your heart. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't listen to your heart. Never listen it's to your not, heart. Yeah. <laughs> only, if it, only if your heart is telling you to listen to the Brain Boggle podcast. Yes. Otherwise, do not listen to a word it's <laughs> um, saying to you. But hey, check out our website, brainbogglepodcast.com. Uh, mm-hmm. yes. There you can find the Brain Bloggle. You can find a link to our shop. You can find links to all of our stuff, uh, mm-hmm. such as mm-hmm. our uh, Patreon, Patreon, Brain Boggled uh, Podcast, or patreon.com forward slash Brain Boggle Podcast. Yeah. Uh, and then our uh, 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 we also got our social meds our Instagram uh, b- at brain boggled our Twitter at brain boggled pod, pod. 
Uh, you can follow us on there. We post memes. We post uh, when we post episodes and memes and certain announcements. Uh, you can DM us on there. Get in touch with, with us on there. If you don't have any socials, you can email us at brainboggledpodcast at gmail.com. That's brainboggledpodcast yeah. at gmail.com. Send us an angry email. Send us a happy uh, email. Send us a confused email. Don't, don't, send us a, don't send us an angry email. I'll be upset. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, maybe some more, more, more fun stuff. We, we all want to have fun here, right? Also, maybe, speaking of fun, maybe leave us a five-star review on Apple oh, Podcasts yes. if you're an iPhone oh, user. Do it. Um, leave, leave those five stars, you know. Here's the thing, right? You know, I, I, I always jokingly like to say, leave the five or one, you know, don't be a coward. But honestly, it's free entertainment, so leave a five star, or if you don't like it, just don't listen, I guess. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah, you don't have to leave <laughs> a one star We're giving this shit away review. for free. We're paying for that. We are so narcissistic that we're spending <laughs> money for our voices to get out to you right now yes. so you can be entertained. We want our so thoughts in your brain. So give a five star if you can, please. All right, guys. All right. It makes us feel validated. All right, guys. It's been real. It's been real. Yeah. We'll see you next episode. We'll see you next episode. This is the point of the episode where we pull the lever so that the trolley hits us. Oh. Ah!